invite you to be seated. Before the baptism, before the baptism, Jesus was just another young man from Nazareth. After the baptism, he has a whole new identity and ministry. Before the baptism, he is presumed the son of Joseph of Heli, son of Mathat, son of Levi, son of Melchi, son of Janai, son of Joseph, son of Mattathias, son of Amos, son of Nahum, son of Esli, son of Nagai, son of Maeth, son of Mattathias again, son of Simeon, son of Joseph, son of Jodah, and on and on and on and on and on, right down to son of Enos, son of Seth, son of Adam, son of God. After the baptism, he is God's own son. Matthew and Luke do not agree on the circumstances around Jesus' birth. Mark and the Gospel of John don't mention his birth at all. Where they do agree, though, is that the really important stuff in Jesus' life begins with the baptism. Baptism is many things. It's an initiation into the church. It's a calling into a new life. But most of all, to be baptized is to be adopted. Baptism is adoption. In fact, the rite of baptism calls on ancient language and, the, and forms of the ritual of adoption from the ancient Middle East. When we are baptized, we become the baptized and anointed and adopted children of God. I know something about baptism. I'm sorry, about adoption. I know a little about baptism. <laughs> I know quite a bit, I think, about adoption. Um, I know about adoption firsthand. I was born to a young mother um, and to, who had been abused by a young man. And the name written on my original birth certificate had nothing to do with anything. It was Beth Ann Cochran, and Cochran was neither her last name nor his last name. It was just a name they came up with. It had no meaning. There was no substance in that name. Two days after I was born, I went from the hospital. I was given over to the Volunteers of America who put me in a group home for infants. For the first two months of my life, I was fed and I was changed and I was cared for, but there was no one in that group home who would have sacrificed their own life for me. The most basic of parenting instincts is the instinct to not only to provide, but to protect. A parent's instinct is to risk life and limb, if necessary, to fight the tiger with our bare hands. We would fling ourselves in front of the, the, the semi-truck we would do whatever it was necessary to do to protect our own child. And if our child should be snatched from us, kidnapped, sold into slavery, held for a ransom, why we would mortgage our home, we would sell the car, we would liquidate our assets, we would empty out all of our bank accounts, no price would be too high to pay to rescue them. But there was no one in that home those first two months that would have done any of that for me. But exactly two months to the day after my birth, 
Two people, Dick and Millie Day, received a phone call from the Volunteers of America that said, we have a child for you, a girl. When can you be here to get her? The first time he picked me up, I am certain my daddy looked me in the eye and said, you are my daughter. And then they went around telling the entire world and announcing that I was their daughter, if not the whole world, at least a few hundred people that they had met. There are accidental births, but there are no accidental adoptions. Adoptions are pure choice. They took me home and they gave me a new name, Alex Diane Day. Now I belonged, not just to a father and a mother, but to a whole lot of other people, to grandparents and aunts and uncles and cousins who each in turn welcomed me into my new life and into their hearts. My adoption wasn't finalized until a year later. It's like that, right? They give you the child, you adopt the child, you grow to love the child, you do everything for the child, and you wait on pins and needles to make sure that everybody's going to get a rubber stamp at the end of the year. And they did. And when they did, shortly after that legal process was over, my parents took me to the church where they had been married, a Methodist church in Baton Rouge, and they stood with me at the font while the minister baptized me in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. And then the minister said, Alex, Diane, child of God, you have been sealed by the Holy Spirit and marked with the cross of Christ forever. That was my second adoption. The adoption into the household and family of God. I was no longer just Alex Day, I was now Alex, Diane, Day, child of God. When you're adopted, you become an heir. All of a sudden, your parents' home is your home, right? Your parents' associations are now, and alliances are now your alliances. Their social status is your social status, and you receive protection and provision and care. We also get to learn what it means to be a member of that family. From the time we join it, our families tell us who we are and whose we are. Our families tell us what is expected and what the rules are and what contributions we can make. And we learn about loyalty and we learn about commitment and we learn about the need to protect the family name. The same thing is true when we are baptized into the family of God. We receive the Holy Spirit. We have all the power and all the love of God behind us. We begin to learn the family story, what it means to be part of God's family, of who God expects us to be and how we're to behave and where we can contribute. Before Jesus is baptized, he's a 30-year-old man from Nazareth, presumed to be the son of Joseph, and maybe he worked as a carpenter. We aren't real sure. After Jesus was baptized, he prayed and the heavens opened and the spirit descended upon him like a bird and a voice from heaven came, you are my son, the beloved with whom I am well pleased. And he immediately goes into the wilderness to wrestle with what that means. He has a new identity. It's a seismic shift into a new and direction and a new life. He wrestles with how to use the power he's been given. He suffers the temptation to secure his own life 
with that power versus sacrificing his life to secure the lives of everyone else. He moves from Nazareth, the northwest corner of Israel, across to the Galilee, which is along the Sea of Galilee, to the coastal towns, and he begins a traveling ministry, preaching and teaching about the kingdom, the family of God, wherever people gather, and inviting us to join him, saying, come, follow me. He is not our babysitter. He does not create a church whose job is to coddle us. Instead, he claims us and he empowers us to join in his work. He does not marry, he does not have biological children of his own, but he adopts us into God's family as his brothers and sisters, mother and father, and he will lay down his life for us out of love. From him, we learn what it means to belong to God. We invest in the kingdom. We give our hard-earned money and our precious time and energy to God's mission in the world, which is the work of the church. We welcome and learn to love the poor, the homeless, the dysfunctional, the injured, the outcast, and all the quirky people just like ourselves. We offer healing and forgiveness and the hope that is within us to everyone we meet along the way. We treat strangers like they are family, Jesus says. We give voice to the cries of the powerless and the oppressed. We lift up the gifts and the talents of everyone around us. We encourage each other. We support one another. We cheer for one another. We do all we can to act with honesty and integrity and in ways that bring favor and honor to the family name. Christian. Therefore, rejoice, for to God you belong. God has adopted and redeemed you. And God says, and I want you to listen to these words, God says, I have